Hello and welcome back to the Attacking 2 podcast. And today it is the Attacking 3 podcast. Yes, we added an additional attacker to our duo, making us a, a trio. Uh, it is Yannick on Chelsea. When you on YouTube, you can see him. If you are listening on the other uh, platforms, uh, you will shortly hear him. Uh, it is a pleasure to welcome him on, um, well, the collaborations we have planned and we mm. are doing now for the transfer window. Uh, we will talk today about, um, yeah, Higuain may be coming in. We are delighted to talk about that. We are even more uh, excited to tell you that we have already recorded a first part of this episode, which uh, you can listen to on the Yannick on Chelsea podcast. Um, link will be in the description below. Uh, we will do that in, yeah, four more episodes, uh, three more episodes, in fact. So we will cut it in half. The first half today is on Yannick. Uh, the second half today is on us, and next time it will be the other way around. Make sure you subscribe to him, subscribe to us, and yeah, we will, we will jump straight into this podcast. Are you listening? Damn. The attacking three transfer tool. Um, we have we have talked about. Um, Alvaro Morata leaving. Alvaro Morata's time at Chelsea, uh, which was kind of the downer today. Now we'll maybe have more to cheer for. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure if how the guys are um, with their emotions when it comes to Higuain, a fat Argentine striker um, coming to the club, wrong side of 30. I still like the idea of, of bringing him in on loan. Um, well, yeah, uh, let's get Yannick on this one. What do you feel about that transfer, possible transfer? Well, a lot to talk about. A well-done intro there, Andy. You got all the information in very well. Uh, yes, indeed. We did record a first part about Alvaro Morata. It isn't that depressing. Go and listen to it. <laughs> and to add context to what we're saying, um, yeah, it did really build up to the sort of structure a little bit of the potential deal that we're going to discuss. So, yeah, check out part one on the Anacon Chelsea podcast. Um, yeah, so Higuain it um looks incredibly lightly from the paper talk and as um we sort of discussed in part one Morata has been deemed fit by the coach Maurizio Sarri yet he was not named in the 18-man squad for the last game so it does stink of wrapping him up for a transfer so yes Andy posed the question to me about Higuain um he is a Fat old Argentine. <laughs> I'm not, not going to be cruel. No, he's uh, he's the wrong side of 30. Um, he's not been tested in a, um, a pace. He actually he played for Real Madrid, didn't he? But he's his uh, more successful uh, term in his career was in Syria in Italy. But it's worth me mentioning when he played under our current coach, Maurizio Sarri, Gonzalo Higuain did break the Syria goal-scoring record, if I'm not mistaken, scoring uh, 36 goals in a season, which is um, absolutely nuts. Only second was Paolo. I'm looking, well, if this, if Soccer Vista is to be correct, um, second place was uh, Dybala uh, with 19 goals, um, which isn't unheard of in, in Syria, certainly Italy for a second highest top scorer um, under 20, but uh, for 36 league goals, that is a... Um, that is an extraordinary return uh, for any league across Europe. Um, 
And um, like I said, it broke the record. And ever since, again, um, something that I've spoken about prior in different episodes of my podcast, Higuain's never been the same. Now, I don't want to say that's been put down to him aging, slowing down. I'd put that down to a coach. Obviously, his... Um, well, certainly the majority of that I put down to a coach because when he did that immense season where, you know, it was almost sort of um, when he was like, I think he was about 29, people were sort of looking at like, a, it's almost like how they were looking at Lewandowski last season about um, he's this striker that's getting on a little bit, but it's just absolutely blasting in the goals. And he was a highly desired striker earning a, a high, high tier transfer to Juventus where, he didn't really do that well, didn't score that many goals, and now is on loan at AC Milan in doing even worse. Now, Chelsea fans is probably instant reaction to that would be a negative one. But if you wanted to be an optimist and looked at it, you might say, well, Sari's probably having a good gander at all of this, thinking like, yeah, course he's you know maybe he's not doing well because he's not doing what he did with me i know how to get the best of him i made him go you know bang i made him explode i reckon i could get a bit of that out of him again for x amount of time so um yeah that's a bit of a long-winded answer andy i'm sure jimmy's got uh, some bits to add as well but um it, it could it could be great and i just want to pose those potential uh, you know real big positives that may be in a short amount of time but you know being Chelsea it could go horribly wrong yeah I, I think <laughs> I, I put this question differently to Jimmy now that we that you have said um he had that season with 36 goals in 35 games by the way so that equals more than one goal per game uh, which is unheard of I think um yeah. even even for Serie A uh, dating back to maybe the days of god knows who yeah um but then he, he he obviously changed to Juventus, where he scored in 38 games, 24 goals, which is still a good return. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah, yeah the, the season after that, which was the last one, he only scored 16, which is still, well, I, I think an average return. And now that season running is only five goals in 14. With that stats being heard, is that good enough, Jimmy? Well... If you were going to look at the stats, then you also have to take into consideration uh, for what kind of teams he's playing. So he came into this AC Milan side that has been extremely dysfunctional. I mean, they are really playing some shit football partially. They haven't got the same structure that he had at Napoli. Now, that was a working system he came into where the team played for one another. The same as Juventus, just a fantastic side. And AC Milan, not as much. You know, Gattuso isn't like the, the the coach messiah himself. You know, he's a very defensive kind of footballing guy. And if you look at their average points uh, that they've taken, it's 1.43. While if you look at his best seasons, it's far above two. So, mm. you know, that makes a major difference. If they're not winning games and they're playing shit football, then, of course, his goal tally isn't going to be as good. Last season, that is the only snag, you know, 16 goals in 35. You could think mm, maybe it's his age, you know. I agree with the sentiment that he is old. He's the wrong side of 30. I agree that a loan deal is in the best interest because we can't really lose, although 9 million for a six-month loan is pretty steep. What I don't agree with is 
referring to him as this fat Argentinian because the thing what sorry the, he, no 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 fine you know uh, <laughs> he is kind of fat but the thing is kind of only but the thing is with uh, Higuain and that was already the case uh, when he was at Madrid and I always loved watching him play for Madrid I actually wanted them to come back then uh, already already back then to Chelsea um, is that he doesn't need to like move a lot. He can just score goals. And I'm not talking about just this uh, poacher in uh, the penalty box like Tammy, Tammy Abraham's at currently being, um, mm. because he was rumoured maybe to come back. But he can actually score from wherever. You know, he can also miss goals. World Cup 2014. High profile games. Yeah. But he can score from everywhere. You know, if Sari really plays Sarissimo, if this team plays Sarissimo and they keep the ball, on the ground, that although he can score with his head as well, but if they play to his strengths, and that is what Sari can do, then this this move can make the age less valid. You know, it won't be as important that he's 32 or so that he yeah. maybe just turned 31 this month. But if if there's one guy on this earth, you know, on this planet that can make him gain some form again, then it is Maurizio Sarri. You know, I mean, that we have to keep in mind. So I'd rather have Mertens having said that, but, you know, it makes sense getting him. So Morata's not working out. Um, Giroud, I love the guy, but it's not working out. So we need something different to really keep in the the, the race for top four. So if that's Higuain and if I, I just kind of, I could never have, uh, um, thought that our board would ever consider buying Higuain, especially after Madness. the summer they said no, uh, quite firmly. But if they're going to do it now and they say, OK, you know what? We gave it a shot with Morata. Let's just move on. Fine. Then, then let's do it as long as he scores. We can't really lose that much, so... There's no other strike available, and that, I think, no. is an important point. Mm. So, yeah. I- before Andy steers, steers this um, the ship to wherever he wants to take it, I just want to pick up quickly on a couple of things you said. Um, yeah, that's that's my main thing about it, it, it being sorry and not being looking at the striker and what he can do and what he did. The the key thing here is he exploded under sorry and that was his vibe. You know, they've got like this parent father son relationship and um, that would be like the selling the key selling point. Mertens does look a little bit more nippier, but I think he's the same age, if not a little bit older, and he didn't reach the same yeah. heights as Higuain did. I love Mertens. I think he's always well, he's not really a strike funny. Either. No, he's not no, well, exactly. You know, he's not a striker. You know, and we could go into the sort of nuances of him being homies with Hazard and how that that how that might help. But again, just quickly, I wanted to pick up on one more thing um, you said about he's not Higuain's not a big game player. And that would be one of the critiques against him by Chelsea fans in the purchase. But provided things go well, you know, Pedro can score in big games. And we've got we've got a big game player in Hazard. You want a boy that's going to score you a goal. Mm. And <laughs> that with the big game chair player. Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, 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 you didn't mention it. No, I'm saying oh, I, okay. I, right. I, 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 Sorry. 
<laughs> about like um the World Cup. You said like finals and stuff. He doesn't. He, he's got a really poor record in finals, Egwene. Yeah, but he. But we. But what I'm alluding to is we've got someone like Eden Hazard that will score you the goal in an FA Cup final. He will score yeah. you these big goals. What we need is someone to fucking score against Leicester. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like and uh, and they got Higuain would do that in a Turismo <laughs> team. But yeah, go on. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah take the reins. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, if you bring in a natural goal scorer and Higuain is, if he is, if he isn't anything, if he is, if he's fat and if he's past it, he at least is a natural goal scorer. That's that was that's what you get certainly with him. Uh, question, however, is for me as well. When when you look at the leagues he has played in, um, can he be that natural goal scorer as well in the Premier League? Because we've seen it. Time and time again, Falcao is a natural goal scorer, at least. He's now, he was before, but when he went to England, he wasn't. And is he able to deal with, let's say, the Wes Morgans, the Harry Maguires of this league, um, big physical players, a player who maybe isn't to his full his full fitness. And that's always something that has been said about the Premier League, that fitness is key. And you, you see, you see it with players like Adam Antrauri, like just just for that example, uh, a player who might not be the the brightest player in a tactical sense, who might not have the best um, technical um, ability, but he's physical, and that often is enough to 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 be a good Premier League player. Um, can Higuain play the role he has played for Napoli in a in a Sari team, also in a Sari team at Chelsea? I think it's. It's a different kettle of fish, and I'm, I'm I'm not quite sure where I stand on this. So I just like to to put the question to you: Is he a Premier League player, Yannick? Tell you what, I don't fucking know. Um, the the, the issue is when you play in the Premier League, um, you don't have that extra second. You know, I I think I've always maintained. I mean, I don't want Fabregas to leave Chelsea. It's just going off with a weird tangent here. I think he could be really useful for a little while, but. I think if you put Fabregas in Serie A right now, he would tear ass. I think he would like literally run the show. Do you know what I mean? Like with, a, with a, an extra second on the ball, that man would be so good. And, and I know that's a weird example because it's a centre mid, more of a creator in comparison to a striker. But it's weird like because maybe it's a little bit more forgiving with a striker to have that second. I mean, we could go back and say what we're talking about Morata and time on the ball and mentality and stuff but if he's going to play a little bit more fox in the box and it's depressing like I did watch some of Napoli but I watched more of the Dries Mertens Napoli you know for my sins than the Higuain Napoli so I know we we sort of press with the sort of Kovacic and Kante coming forward first with the front three tucking in you know it's a very systematic patiny kind of vibe but like you know what's he going to look like pressing like we've we've been sort of blessed to watch Eden Hazard he's got a very quick turn of pace whether he's breaking away towards goal or even impressing you know impressing mm. towards the opposition what's Higuain gonna you know look like when he's doing that um I'm gonna I'm not gonna make any more fat jokes this pod so that's I'm just asking <laughs> just asking the question you know what's we'll he is is he gonna be is but but then again I think I guess Jim, uh, Jimmy you can follow up on this like is Sari gonna Sorry, just going to look at that. Is he's he's obviously going to have been watching Syria, Juventus, AC. He's going to he's going to know what's going on with Iguain. And when you're a coach and you've coached a player and you're from that country, he's going to be seeing what he's doing. And he's, I mean, he, you assume he's a good enough coach to think, you know what? Yeah, he's still got the the skills 
and the technical nous and ability and mentality to really do a job here in my system. So what, what do you think, Jimmy, mate? You know, it's, it's, as you said, you know, it's impossible to foresee whether he will be uh, good in this league. I just want to say that, you know, physicality isn't everything in that league because if you look at, for example, Giroud, he's a very physical player. He's currently not doing too well for us. Um, you know, then you've got uh, Aguero, who might not be the most physical player. I mean, he is physical yeah, he's quite comparatively physical. to other yeah. of his size, but he can still do it. Falcao isn't the most physical player, but he lost a lot of pace because of his, um, his knee. You know, injury, his injury. Yeah. So same was the case with Torres. You know, if you got, yeah. haven't got that physicality, then you've got a problem. But Higuain, you know, that's a, that's a good thing about being, uh, you know, fat. You know, he's got the physicality, but... Um, <laughs> he's got the he's carbs, man. man. He's got the energy. But, you know, the guy, I think people underestimate Serie A. You know, people always say, oh, it's such a slow league and people, will, you know, players will be tearing up there. Um, as uh, someone who occasionally does watch a bit of Serie A and has been looking at the development in recent years, Speeding that up. has gotten better. You know, they have been, you know, being competitive in Europe. Roma's been pretty good. I mean, look at Chelsea last, was it last year? Yeah. Mm. So they, they, they showed us. And uh, the same can be said of um, other teams like Milan, Inter Milan is really up and coming now they they do seem pretty good and Ju- Juventus has always been good let's face that and so you know I, I I do believe that um it's an old uh exaggeration slash uh, prejudice to say that you know these are only for these slow old players Higuain played such a fantastic season not only in Serie A but also in Europe when he was playing under Sarri and if Sari is confident, then he can actually do the same again with a 31 or 32 year old. You know, I think it was then he was 31, now he's 32 year old. It's, 30, uh, it's 31, I think, now Higuain. Right, okay, then yeah. 31 year old Higuain. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, I trust his ability. He didn't know what he was going to get with Morata and Giroud because, you know, you can watch a player as much as you want, but if you haven't seen him in training day in, day out, then you can't evaluate it as precisely as when he actually had Higuain. And I think one thing that you can never fault uh, Higuain, and that's something that you really need in the Premier League, point in case in Morata, is a good mentality. And Higuain has that. You know, mm-hmm. he, 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 he's a winner. I mean, yeah. he might not have won much with Napoli, but he is a born winner. He did so with Madrid. He did so with uh, Juventus. He is a fighter. He's, a, he's a, more of a Diego Costa. Yeah. And he can actually also bang them in from left, right and centre, you know. So I wouldn't be too pessimistic in regard to this, whether he'll no. come good or not. But, you know, right back at you, Andy. What do you think? Can I, before I, can I just contest one it, thing? Sure, sure. Because I was waiting, because you pissed me off there, Jimmy, because I was ready to contest something <laughs> you said, and then you went on some really good, fine points that just really fucked me. But, like, um, what I wanted to say is that... I you're, aim to please. Yeah, yeah. So, no, what I was going to say is you're completely right in terms of certain Italian teams doing well in Europe, but that's top-tier teams. The league, I mean, you're right, it is a sort of dated generalisation about Syria, but the Premier League, top to bottom, 
it's full of like pacey nutters that you know and, and it comes with the refereeing as well you know you will get knocked about you don't get a second of the ball you there's a lot of there's a lot of high octane whether it's speed or physicality and although it's an old generalization it does still exist to a degree just because Roma put on like maybe a tactical masterclass against Chelsea it still does exist to a degree where you know there might be like a um a, you know, I'll say a Wolves or whatever, a mid to lower table team that are rushing around in my, you know, there'll be some surprises um, regardless in the Premier League. And I'm sure um, Andy's been a, had a premonition of a set piece where he's coming up against a mighty uh, Glenn Murray in the box. Just for a little bit of context, uh, previous pods we've done together, um, and he has a has a sort of a great fear of the of Glenn Murray. I think it might be the quintessential English striker that visits his dreams. <laughs> bring some bring some water back to the podcast, Andy. Go ahead, mate. I'm gonna pour myself a drink. Well, I'm I'm, I'm not going like <laughs> fifty mile circle around um, Brighton. I'm not going to because I'm I'm so afraid of of Glenn Murray. That's yeah. that's how afraid of him. Well, but yeah. um. Talking about strikers and talking about um, Higuain and how he does maybe have an impact, um, a good impact to us, or maybe not so. I want to ask the question to you two. Um, if he comes to Chelsea, and it looks very likely, and um, if we get him for 18 months, what do we firstly expect of him here at Chelsea? And what can we... What would would be would we be happy if he if he does deliver to us? So uh, let's say if he leaves after 18 months, should he have won something for us? Should he have scored X amount of goals? So what are you looking for when we talk about uh, Higuain coming to Chelsea, Jimmy? Um, well, I think the the club will be well in the know that this isn't something uh, for the long term. I mean, we all know that, right? I mean, this is a short stopgap um, solution. And um, I don't think he's brought in specifically for winning trophies. I mean, of course, that will be always something that is a given. You know, I don't think there's a player that comes in here at this great club not to win trophies. Um, but, uh, you know, he's 31 years old. We don't know whether he will um, really uh, do well in the Premier League. But the thing is, we can't do much worse than what we are right now. We've actually, I, I don't know the specific number, but that stat with us being the second best side in creating chances, we mm. need someone to convert them. If those chances would have been converted, then William is one of those that could have squared it. And, you know, whatever. Um, then sure, no. If we have like a striker that convert chances, the easiest chances, you know, like, against Leicester and can not just fall over the whole time. I know you hate that, Andy, in regard to Morata. I think we mm -hmm. all do. Yes. So if he can do that, then, then you know, that, that'll be already worth a lot. And if we want to start the big games with Eden Hazard down the, uh, down the middle um, and all the others we start going, then fine, I don't care. I just want a normal striker. How long has it been since we've had a normal striker? Diego Costa was the only one. Before that, it was... Didier Drogba, but you know, in between there was always just shit, and that that is so depressing. And I just want a striker to be here for a long time, like Didier was, and be consistent. We're not going to get that with Higuain, but it's the next best thing. Mm -hmm. Yannick, 
Okay, yeah, yeah, good points, Jimmy. Um, well said, mate. Um, the, of course, I'd echo all your sentiments about Iguain and and uh, short termism, which is very telling. I think we've gone over this very telling about the club's flexibility in uh, player appointments recently. Um, maybe bending certain rules, looking at the realism of uh, acquisitions and stuff. So I think it's a very good point that Jimmy brought up about Eden Hazard. Um, I think the club has to be very cerebral and conscious of what's Eden going to feel like, you know, with a new striker. I know this, we're not going to get into Eden Hazard this episode um, or if if it's going to be part of our transfer talk, but... (laughs) If it's someone that links up really well with him, I think that could be an incredibly prevalent element of a, of this acquisition or a acquisition or any forward acquisition in terms of pitch um, a player on a pitch. Because um, what if he links up wicked with him and he does like some great one touch? You see the smile on Hazard's face when uh, when one of his like sort of uh, top tier football and combinations come off. You know, I, I use the example of when Ruben scored that goal a few games ago forgive my memory and the first thing Eden jumps at him and smiles now and again he does a little fist pump but he was like he looks so happy that the combination came off and Ruben Ruben when he wants to be can be a very tricky and technical player and he he executed this I know I'm going off on the tangent slightly here but he uh, he executed a successful move yeah he ex- executed an successful move ended with a goal and Eden was buzzing off it if Higuain comes in and um, Hazard moves back to the left, and they do some great combinations. They score some great goals together. That's a huge factor because um, he is the jewel in the crown. And that sounds a bit like lame to try and please one player, but um, if it keeps him happy and it can contribute to a potential unlikely contract signing, I think that could be a huge factor, which would be uh, an important point in in the, in the acquisition. But um, in terms of to go back to your original question, Andy. What can we expect? Um, we are still in three winnable competitions. Um, if he came in, I think I'm not sure if he's cup tied to the Europa League because I think Milan are in the Europa League. Am I am I right in saying that? Yeah, no. And no, they they, they are out. They're out. No out. Yeah. yeah. He, he out. can play for us in the Europa League. Okay, as well. so that stopped this season. So yeah. before, oh, did it? Okay, it was like three play or something like that. I know. Wait, okay. Before that, you couldn't do it, but now you can bring up to three players in that can then play despite having played for another um, club. So good knowledge. Okay, no, well, great. No, no problem there. No cup tie. Well, that's yeah, good, good knowledge, man. So okay, so that's obviously a huge attribute to it. So three winnable competitions. It, again, generally, it's the roll of the dice, isn't it? If, if in eighty, if, okay. So let's look at it from a league perspective. If he comes in and say for the remaining half of this season scores, um, I said this on uh, my pod today that if he scores um, eight goals and gets two assists, then it's successful. You know, it's just in the league, he's contributing to goals. They could be winning goals, um, and then scores like the odd goal in some other competitions. Great. If he scores fourteen in all competitions for the next for like because we are in all competitions or maybe something around that that would be great and then if it works sorry coaches him the players get used to him we bring in another player or two in the summer provided there's no ban um we can leave, put a pin in that for later um then um then it might work and you know he's happy to get paid chelsea wages and have a new experience in england with the potential of winning a trophy if not the premier league you know it, for for an argentine who's played in italy and spain it might be quite exciting to win the fa cup you know why not it's a really prestigious oldest trophy do you know what i mean you might fancy a bit of that and just chill out in london 
and hang out with his old pop, Sari, again. So it's very difficult to answer your question directly. But there's a lot mm. of opportunity, especially now Jimmy's confirmed to me that he could play in Europa League. And maybe mm. that's a level a level where he fancies like mm. a, a few goals, mate. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm happy now to, to end this maybe on, on the note of um, you're saying that um, it is also doing us a favor tactically when someone comes in who is actually, who can be trusted playing through the middle and uh, allows Eden Hazard to play on the wing again. Because uh, last time, like on, on watching the game against Watford on the zone, um, you're, you're not familiar, but that's that's the way we watch the Premier League. Okay. And like the commentator was on about, like 90 minutes he was on about how Eden Hazard, and uh, and he was wrong at the end of the day, but um, how how Eden Hazard is so limited in his game when he plays through the middle because he has um, maybe less or even half the touches of the ball and he always has to kind of rotate to the flanks. And um, Eden Hazard is, and th- that's where I have to agree with him, is um, to his best when he has a lot of the ball and creates chances. And I like him at the left side more than I like him through the middle. And it would also keep William out of the team, which I'm always happy about. So oh, um, it would it would it would allow us a different approach to the game. You could still play him through the middle, um, leave leave Higuain on the bench. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I like the way like when when it worked last season as well. Um, Giroud and Hazard playing in kind of this 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 striker relationship, bouncing off him. I think Higuain is also a player who can do that with Eden Hazard. And as you said, if it serves him by the purpose of him being happy, I'm always happy to to have the kind of yeah. player. Um, to... Let's say um, tactically, I think it would be a good move. Uh, would you agree, uh, Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we can't do any better right now. So might as well, you know. Uh, the, the only thing that I think we should all be... Uh, worried about is that this really works well and he's already 31 years old and then he goes mm-hmm. back to the Serie A or he just stops playing with the you know yes we finally got a good striker now oh, we have to yeah. look for a new no. one again no uh, that too is something that terrifies me but I think I speak no, for no. the Chelsea fans there because we've just been scarred for life with those stupid and never he is not allowed to take the number nine shirt when he comes. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're, uh, we're all agreed on that, no, mate. That, that should be banned. They should burn that. I just, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Retire of Hasselbank, whoever wore it last. Uh, yeah, just, just, uh, just, to finish, just to finish with me as well, <laughs> my point on that. Um, yeah, I, I agree completely. Uh, with, with, no matter, even if Hazard, technically the false nine should work better for him, it, you know, Mertens-esque in the sorry mold. Regardless to what happens, seeing those, even if it's not meant to happen, just seeing those balls down the middle go over his head is heartbreaking. And um, yeah, even he can always rotate and end up in the middle and dribble in and go deep. Mm. I think we're all agreed that a striker mm. is is better. And and Giroud is just a bit as good as a bouncing board he is for him. If 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 Higuain can be both a bouncing board and a finisher. Then yes, a short term, a short term solution. I think we're all in agreement. And uh, just to uh, just just to finally end with, uh, on my on my part, what Jimmy was saying, I don't think it would hurt that much. It going well because we'd by then it'd probably be 32, 33, and with no stylistically a bit more, we would have grown as a team, and he would have probably served the purpose well. Being optimistic, so so this is the uh, I guess this is the attacking free transfer talk, giving the thumbs mm-hmm. up on a temporary Iguain transfer. Is that right, boys? 
Yeah, well, that, that's that's actually the final question here. And I would just like you to answer that with one word. Is Higuain coming to Chelsea? Jimmy? Yes. Yannick? Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah, yes. I mean, yes. Oh, oh, okay, that's not, I'm going to say yes, but look at the evidence. Look at what's happening. Look at sorry. Look at the, the words. Look at the 18-man squad of the fit. Uh, non the fit Morata not playing. Listen to part one of this podcast for more context. Yes, there you go. So your one word answer, uh, Andy. <laughs> answer in 80, 18 words. Um, yeah. yeah, for me it's yes as well. Um, I'm actually delighted to end this first episode uh, of the Attacking Three podcast this time. Uh, check out the first episode or the first part of this episode. Um, listen to the following ones. Actually, being well, I'm, I, I can't wait, actually, uh, to have the next one next week Thank and the next week and the next week. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. um, make sure you subscribe to Yannick as well. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, all the links will be in the description below. Don't miss any upcoming episodes and keep the blue flag flying high. Yes, sir.